Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here by none other than myself, because I am doing this episode again solo. Matthias uh, has some stuff coming up with school and work and whatnot, so you guys are stuck with me again solo. Hopefully, it shouldn't be a common recurring thing, but if it's going to happen, might as well happen over and over again earlier on, so I get kind of, you know, a good habit and learn the flow and how to do all this. So, without further ado, chapters 20 to 23 of Elantris. So, chapters 20, Serene's um, asking the crew, uh, you know, her little noble crew, about helping out Iodon, because if he falls, then Erlon falls, and Teo's going to fall, and, you know, the domino effect. Um... And her idea is that if they can kind of prop up Iodon and like fuel him with some income, then he won't lose his title. And she tells him about Wern, 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 whatever, uh, sinking his ships, which is obviously cutting into his economy. So they start devising a plan on how to get Iodon's business rolling for him. Um, and she also, as part of her little duty thing, she wants to feed the people of Elantris. And she's working on like two or three different like plots at the same time. This is actually really, really well done by her. I'm very impressed by the character work of Serene. Um, she's not passive at all. She's very active. And I think that's what makes main characters more interesting for people. And generally speaking, I don't like main characters in most stories simply because the side characters seem to be more interesting. You know, like in After Last Airbender, it's Zuko. In Dragon Ball Z, I like Vegeta way better, which I'm not a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z. But in Mistborn, I wasn't a massive fan of Vin. You know, I like Kelsier better, and then eventually I like Ellen, Seizet, and Spook better. Um, and Breeze. But anyways, um, yeah, here she's very active. Um, so she's working on undermining Rathen's work. So she's going to make Elantrians look better. And then she is going to prop up Iodon um, so that he doesn't follow the king, so that Erlon kind of acts as a buffer against the incoming Fjordel horde to protect her kingdom of Teod. Uh Like I said, really impressive. Um, I like how she thinks. So this is really well done. Uh, I I can't say enough about it. So anyways, moving on. Um, I, as a side note, also, uh, the crew members have stopped using slaves and they're starting to, or at the very least not stop using the slaves, but they're treating them much better, which I think is going to take part in the like final battle at the end of the book where the slaves will, I guess, join their side because right now they, they have a small, like well-trained militia. And they're well-trained soldiers, but there's not many of them. So the slaves would add to the numbers, is what I'm expecting. So anyway, she does plan to feed the Elantrians to counteract Rathen, and but she needs like permission to go into Elantris. And this is going to be like the killing of two birds with one stone thing. She negotiates with Iodon and proposes a trade treaty with Teod that he gets like the Teod silk for a good price. And he gets kind of suspicious at first, but he's a businessman, right? Because he doesn't accept things for free because he knows that there must be some price that he doesn't know. But then whenever she proposes that, you know, the price is that she wants to be able to go into Lantris, then he he's like much more open to it. So, yeah, like I said, killing two birds with one stone. 
well done by her. And so Serene's room, she goes back into her room. Uh, it's a mess and ash. This moment felt kind of jarring in the chapter, but I think it's one of those things that like it's going to pay off later because he talks about that, you know, you need to maintain the respect of your servants. Like it's not that she's like treating them badly, but her, the servants do need to respect her. So they do need to make sure that they uh, do their job. But there is one note here that apparently the servants have been running away. And I'll be honest with you. I am not sure what that's about. I, I can't even begin to make any sort of conclusion or prediction because there's not enough to go off of here. Um, so I, I'm going to try and keep an eye on this point uh, moving forward, uh, but nothing, nothing's jumped out so far. So chapter 21, Rathen offers Arteth Thered a head position, but he instantly turns it down. Um, it looks like Delop has been uh, busy politicking in the background and he basically made all of he took all of Rathen's main supporters and turned them into Odis, like his own servants. So his own, like, you know, people underneath him, kind of like how Rathen made Dilaf his Odif. And then he wants to get rid of him. So he has Rathen give uh, Dilaf uh, a letter to send to Fjordan. But like that one that Dilaf himself has to take physically. And then Dilaf's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just take all my Odis with me. And then Rathen's like, okay, well, I can't do that so he eventually caves and then tells him no i i need you to stay so this is getting really bad and i don't think it's at one point i had thought that maybe rathen might like just kill dilaf or like just humiliate him and move on but i think he at this point it has gotten too far and too hot to handle um he's i at this point you know if i was rathen just you know, secretly kill him, I think. I, but, you know, there may be some religious things preventing him from doing that. So, anyways, um, Rathen just leaves and then he goes, he runs into a beggar. And this was a weird, like, scene for me because apparently we've learned that beggars were forbidden under Aiden's rule. And then we also know or find out that there's four towns surrounding Elantris. And yeah, I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure like where to go from here with that either. It it seems like this whole section that we're reading for today's episode is there's a lot of like puzzle pieces being laid down. And it's puzzle pieces that are not really close together and then they're just like different corners of the map. That's what it feels like to me anyways. But this next interaction was awesome. He goes to the Lantrian walls and he runs into Father Omin. And for those of you who don't remember, Father Omin was the priest that uh, Serene had met with in the last uh, section that we had talked about. And he he asked Rathen to like, you know, I heard you talk. I heard you preach. And I heard logic, and I heard understanding. But where's your faith? And ow, yeah, that was that like shook Rathen a lot, and we see it later. And we'll talk about it soon here. But there, you know, when it comes to religion, there are those two sides of it. They're like, yes, you, yes, you, uh, you know, you know it. There's a conviction there and whatnot, but it's reasoning. You know, where's the faith? Like the unseen kind of thing. Um, 
So Rathen definitely seems shook. He's suddenly becoming one of my more favorite characters, and I really like reading about him a lot. So chapter 22, Raiden is attacked by someone, and he gets annoyed that he has to start taking his guards everywhere. So he's on his way to talk to Shaor, and Shaor turns out to be a young girl, and she's actually the daughter of Duke Tellery, which, for those of you who don't remember, Duke Tellery is a guy who's working with Rathen trying to undermine Idon, and I think he's hoping that he becomes king afterwards. Uh, Raiden is still convinced that the door, D-O-R, are, is the reason, that the door leaving the world is the reason that um, Elantris collapsed. Uh, the magic system so far hasn't really wowed me, uh, to be honest with you. Not, not in the way that Mistborn did. Like, Mistborn's magic system was cool, you know? It was very well thought out, well put together. Um, so far, Elantris, and I mean, for what it's worth, we're not even done with part one, right? So, um, the part one for Mistborn, the magic system was much more shown, sure, but we didn't really get the actual details about it until I think the beginning of part two, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, don't, you know, I, I haven't written it off yet. So, anyways... <laughs> Um, and he gets a notification that, well, notification, I'm making it sound like he's a cell phone. He, uh, he gets notified by a messenger that princess, a princess has shown up. And we know that that's Serene. And she's there with the entire crew. And Galadin, surprisingly, even recognizes Shudin. And he claims that it's, it's because that Shudin's trade route ran through Dula. And I think, like, he, because he was in Duladel, like, at the edge. Right, the northern edge of Erlon, which I guess would be the southern border of Duladel. Or maybe the other way around. Oh, excuse me. Um, maybe the other way around. Maybe it was Duladel's northern edge and Erlon's southern border. I don't know. I, I didn't look at the map. I'm reading um visually and it's harder to see the map on there. But anyways. Yeah, so uh, Galadin. I, I still think he's lying. You know, the whole thing about, I think he knows way more about Elantris than he should. I think that he is definitely one of the original Elantrian gods who had fallen uh, to the corruption. Um, and the only reason he hasn't gotten insane is because he was one of the original Elantrian gods. There was also the other tip off earlier. I think it was last session, maybe the session before, where he couldn't confirm or he didn't even know about the fall of the religion of Duladel, you know, like, and that had happened, I think he had said like 10 years ago. So he should have been there. Um, so yeah, I definitely think he's one of the original Elantrian gods. And this, this, so this is interesting, right? Serene is handing out free food to Elantrians. And I think Raiden is afraid that this might actually hurt Elantris in the long run. Because now they're suddenly going to be reliant on that. And he's got somewhat of a point. Because if you look at what Raiden is trying to do, he's trying to make them feel proud and happy that, you know, just, you know, just you are a launcher now. Just accept it. So if you're going to accept it, might as well also be proud of it. You know, be proud of your Elantrian-ness. And you know, be self-sufficient, grow your own food and be like, find a goal for yourself to do, you know, build a house, clean a street, 
you know, paint something, grow food, like do something, find some meaningful thing in your life. And that will distract you from the pain. That seems to be the, the thought process that Raiden was approaching with all this. But now all of a sudden, food is being flooded into the, to the city for free. And, you know, we find out later that they're just eating the food so quickly that, you know, they eat it quickly and then the hunger is still there, right? Because they haven't eaten for days. So they can't be that much food that they're eating to satisfy that much hunger. So they just eat it all and then they just go back to being hungry. Um, so it's just, you know, I, the way I see it, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. Serena is obviously just trying to help. and. But yeah, I think Raiden is a very smart guy. He's very sharp. He definitely understands that, you know, and he knows people, right? That's one of the things that we figured out based off of his friends is he definitely knows people. So this has me uh, kind of concerned for his plans because I think it, it just barely started and it's already falling apart on his face. Um, but anyways, um, Serene calls out that she wants to talk to the three gang bosses. Uh, not sure where her play is there, but. Yeah. So Serena and Raiden meet and he announces himself a spirit and he understand um there's a reason that Raiden's friends didn't recognize him right away. Or at all, I should say. Because remember, he doesn't look normal. He doesn't look like what he did back when they last saw him. You know, his hair's falling apart, he's got wrinkles, splotches on his skin and all that. So you know, I think he's only been there for a month, but as we talked about before, his corruption seems to be taking faster. Um, but anyways, Karata and quote-unquote Anden, really it's Marish uh, pretending to be Anden, negotiate with Serene, and they want the necessities like um, the like supplies, you know, food and stuff like that, um, clothes, I guess, shoes, all that. I mean, if you're going to get something, might as well get as much as you can out of it, right? Um, so Raiden pretends to be a lackey under Anden. Quote-unquote Anden, really Marish. Um, and Serene realizes that he he has to be the one in charge. Just based off of, I guess, his posture and the way he... Uh, the way that people kind of look at him for confirmation and whatnot, he's definitely pretending to be the subservient one. And so she sends Ash to investigate Spirit, which we know to be Raiden. So that's the end of chapter 23. Chapter 24, Rathen is watching as Serene is making the Elantians not look like savages, uh, which again goes against his entire plan because from if you remember in the last section, uh, I, think, I think of the last section, Rathen wanted... Um, to make the Elantians look like devils, and then he wanted to paint the Teo, the Teo-ish, something like that, people like they're devils. And then the the thought process was that if I can paint them as devils, then, you know, we kill the Elantians, then we go kill Teo. So kind of bring the downfall of two kingdoms, and then Fjordan rules all, right? Um, well, now Elantrians suddenly don't look like savages anymore. So that kind of like just destroys his plans right there. 
So Duke Tellery, he's kind of annoying. He thinks that Serena's ruined everything. Rathen keeps trying to reassure him. He's like, it's going to be fine. It'll be fine. You know, it's one of those hitches. Like, plans have that. Things, unforeseen things happen. So we just got to adjust. It's no big deal. Um, I think Rathen is going to kill Tellery or something like that because he's getting really sick of him. I, I think as soon as he finds an opening just to dispose of him, he's going to dispose of him. Um. So Rathen returns to his chapel, and he overhears Dilov talking about a mass conversion that had happened in Erlon after a pirate, the pirate crush throw or something like that, when he attacked Teod like 15 years ago. And then Rathen's surprised because I think he had thought that uh, Dilov was much younger than he actually is. Um, I wonder if that's like... Elantrian magic that kept him looking young. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to keep an eye out on that because that, that one's interesting to me. Uh, there There's some history there for Dila. So excited to see that one, how that one plays out. But he does wonder that, okay, so not only does is Dila older than he had assumed, how does he know about the conversion ring in Erlon? So... Yeah, history of Dilov. Looking forward to that one. I hope we get in the next section. I I don't like when breadcrumbs are laid down and then you find out about it way later. But at the same time, those also the payoff there is also really good. But um, this particular one, I'd I'd like to know sooner rather than later. But anyways, um. When he gets back, I think, into his own room, he's just questioning his own faith. And this goes back to the whole father only thing, where he's right. Like, he sees Dilaf, right? And Dilaf, as he's an extremist, he's a zealot, blah, blah, blah. But he does truly, truly, he does believe what he um, preaches. You know? He really does. But um, on the other hand, I, I'm not sure that Rathen does anymore. I mean, I'm sure, like, he thinks he does, but I, I don't think he actually, like, uh, it's a hard one for me, because I don't know what his past is like, right? Um, I'm not sure if he was forced into this religion, and then, as a kid and then he kind of just grew up with it but like subconsciously he had like uh animosity towards it that he just buried and it's kind of coming out again now but yeah i'm um i i'm not i'm not convinced that he doesn't that he lacks faith i'm just gonna leave it at that because I think it shows a higher level of faith. If you believe in something so much that it's not no longer blind faith, but then you also start, and this is going to sound bad, but rationalizing it through logic, I think that's a deeper level of faith. This is me personal, personal opinion. No, no you don't have to take this. This is just me. Uh, my own personal opinion on this. Um, I do not think Rathen lacks faith. I think Dilaf has blind faith. I think he's a zealot and extremist. Rathen is kind of an extremist too, but he at least 
in my opinion, I think he sees a logic in what he believes. But there's a lot more to see here. We're not even done with part one. In fact, next episode, we'll be covering chapters 24 to 29. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're not, we're, we're going to be finishing up part one, starting part two next episode. Um, sorry, it's just me covering this. And I, I think I'm getting a little bit better at these solo episodes. Hopefully I don't have to go through these much longer. We have actually a really cool thing in the works here coming soon. Um, there also, if you want to support the show, please, uh, head over to graphicaudio.net slash keeper 50. That'll give you a 50% coupon off of graphic audio, um, books. For those of you who've been listening to the show for a long time, you guys know that both me and with have both love, 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 love graphic audio style audiobooks. They're very, very, very well done. Several voice actors for, I'd say majority of the characters sound effects in the background it legitimately does sound like a movie um production like i i can't i can't uh you know praise it enough i wish that their catalog was bigger and their catalog is growing for what it's worth so but yes please head over to graphicaudio.net slash keeper 50 um to you know get 50 percent off your first order um Please follow us on Twitter at pod underscore bookkeeper. Please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Keepers of the Book. Uh, hopefully, Mathaher should be here soon. And like I said, we have a really big thing coming up here soon. I don't want to announce it uh, too early, but um, I, I think it's a big deal. And I, I think it would really expand the show moving forward. So um, until next time, guys, thank you, everyone.